0: This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam, Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi.
1: I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I wanna be a cowboy. I can do all that too! Your turn, Blake. (laughs) Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC.
0: Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. Um, I'm Andrew and I'm here today with my ho- co-host. Spring! Spring! Hey, and um, we're here to just to talk about some various questions that you've been sending in about sex. But before we get there, um, I want to talk about something that happened to me over the weekend. Um, So my birthday, um, I don't really celebrate it that much, um, but my birthday was in the middle of September and this horrible irma she was the hurricane (laughs) she came through and she wrecked everything i was sitting in my apartment for five days with no electricity and i'm in miami um so it's 100 degrees and it's sweaty and gross and no one wanted any cake um so my best friend baked me not one cake not two but four cakes (gasps) uh, for my birthday over this weekend yeah over the weekend like, in a row, crazy cakes. There was a butter pecan cake, there was a carrot cake, there was a orange citrus whip cake, and then there was my favorite, a rum fruit cake. Um, oh, my
1: God. And they were all gluten-free?
0: And They're all completely gluten-free. Um, I went back on carbs for a few days and ate them. And, and then <laughs> uh, he put the appropriate number of candles on the cake, 27. Uh,
1: 27. <laughs> I mean, that is an appropriate number, maybe not for you, but... Nice. <laughs> hey. yeah. um, but I had a really great weekend,
0: and there are all kinds of fun cakes, and um, it was nice. It's nice to be. It's nice to be celebrated, and like one of my big life mantras is celebrate everything, celebrate every day. There's always something good happening in the world, and focus on the good things. So the good thing for me was focusing on those four cakes, and now I have to focus on what do I do after eating four four cakes, and uh, we'll have another episode about what do you do with your body after you've eaten four cakes, right?
1: I think that's uh try to even out that sugar rush. <laughs> uh,
0: sure. I'm on no carbs today. No sugar. I, I, you know, i am b- back on the healthful life plan. <laughs> Trying at least.
1: Well, I'm super <laughs> glad that you got to celebrate your birthday uh, without a hurricane this time.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Well, there is another hurricane. It's going towards Texas. This is crazy. They just keep coming. Mm. I know. But I got okay. to celebrate mine. So we got to celebrate yours. Uh, You'll all find out. Spring has a birthday month, so there'll be many episodes dedicated to her birthday. (laughs) But this episode, in retrospect, dedicated to living through Irma and having a hot, sweaty, stinky birthday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what is our topic today? What is our question?
0: So uh, there's a whole lot of questions that come come up about the issue of bisexuality. And someone asked us if bisexuality was a legit orientation. A legit, orientation. Mm. it's part of that LGBT acronym, and we'll talk more about all of those letters in a couple of weeks. But uh, is it a legit orientation?
1: So, um, I actually identify as bisexual, and well, I'll say that I ident- identify as that way, but I also don't really like the word bisexual, so I don't I don't usually use that word. But that is a word that I think would describe me. Um, and so I think that, of course, I believe in it. <laughs> and as a sexuality educator, I could say, yes, it's definitely real. Um, and I think that one of the things that we know about bisexuality is that it's a lot more common in women.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's one of those questions that comes up. Like, uh, So I've been a sex educator for for several years, fewer than 27. Um <laughs> But uh, it comes up pretty frequently. People asking about is you know is bisexuality just a stop on the way to gay? Like is it is it something that people say whenever they're getting ready to come out as lesbian or gay? Um, and and like you, I think bisexuality is definitively a legitimate sexual orientation, um, not just a stop that people take on the way. Well, I guess some people probably do, right? For some people, that's like easing into their actual identity.
1: Yeah. I think that it is, it is sometimes, Um, but I also think it's really interesting that a lot of people assume that people who are bisexual are really just hiding being homosexual, which I don't think, I don't even think that makes sense. Like, why would you invent another orientation that is pretty much just as, stigmatized
0: (laughs) like hey mom and dad guess what i'm by and then you'd have to do the whole process again you know whenever you decide to tell them your actual orientation (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh and then um along with the legit orientation questions that we get um another one that comes up is like are bisexuals just greedy Yes. No, just
1: kidding. Um. (laughs) Yeah, that question, um, I think, is insane. Uh, Because so that question comes from someone that's bisexual wanting to date or have sex with um, more than one gender. And so there's this idea that they're greedy, but just because they want to date or have sex with someone of more than one gender doesn't mean that they're having more partners. And this idea of greediness kind of implies having more partners. And your sexual orientation doesn't uh, determine how many partners you have in your lifetime or how many partners you have at one time. So that idea of greediness, I think, is a really uh, strange concept to even associate with sexual orientation at all.
0: Yeah, when someone asks me the question about greediness, I usually say, well... They're not greedy. They just have a much bigger pool of candidates to choose from overall. Instead of just restricting themselves to like one half of the population, they're being open to more people. That doesn't make you greedy. It just means that you have a better shopping trip.
1: But even saying that you have kind of a bigger pool, I don't necessarily think is true because everybody is attracted to different things. And so somebody that's bisexual could have very like limited things they're attracted to and any gender that they're attracted to and someone who's straight could like all the people of the other gender and so they could actually have a bigger pool so it doesn't actually make sense to even say that Uh, so technically the size of the pool is based on what you're attracted to and how many people kind of meet that qualification.
0: So if the pool is the number of sexes (laughs) that you're willing to engage with, (laughs) you've doubled it in size. But if we're talking about individual preferences and what you're looking for in partners, then right. Certainly it's individual. We're all going to see different numbers. Yeah. For me, it was zero for a very long time. (laughs) I was happy with myself. I'm still happy with myself. I like my (laughs) private time. We should talk about private time and secret single behaviors at some point, but not today.
1: Andrea is like always trying to get these secret single behaviors into a podcast. Let me just tell you, like every single time we're recording a podcast, he'll be like, Oh, should we talk about secret single behaviors today? Because
0: everybody asks, us it's so funny. Like the things that you only do on your own (laughs) that you're almost embarrassed if someone else found out what you did.
1: I think we um... need to have everybody write in with their secret single behaviors first before we have an episode about it or call in uh, so we can have a a much funnier discussion about that. But I guess we can put that call out now. Okay.
0: Send (laughs) us your secret single behaviors.
1: (laughs) Now, back to bisexuality. And
0: I'll tell you Springs too. I'll tell you everybody's. There we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. What, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Bisexuality. Um, so, do
1: so you know
0: what September was?
1: September was Bisexuality Visibility Month. And okay. I didn't even know that until one of the last couple of days of September. And I find that very interesting because I am very much in the sexuality world and sexuality research. And I didn't see anything about that. And I follow a lot of sexuality, um, you know, social media accounts on various platforms, and I didn't see anything about it. And it was one of my friends that actually posted something and said, oh, spring, do you know it's Bisexuality Awareness Month? And I said, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's and really a, sad.
0: <laughs> and I'm teaching a sex education course at the university this year, uh, this semester. And I was teaching a class and there were students who said, hey, uh, Andrew, do you know what today is? And I'm like, what? Uh, Thursday Uh, no I mean so I was lecturing about sexual orientations and gender and my students are the ones who told me like I've done research I'm reading about it I'm and, and much like spring I'm constantly looking at social media and reading articles And I had no idea. So I think one of the issues really that probably leads to the questions of greediness or um, legitimacy of bisexuality is that it really is quite invisible overall, right? Like that LGB, that B is pretty quiet. We don't see a lot coming, at least societally about it.
1: And I think that one of the problems about why it's kind of invisible is that so... I'm a woman, say I have a female partner at the time, then I'm kind of just assumed and lumped with lesbians. But if I'm a female and I have a male partner at a time, then I'm just kind of assumed and lumped with straight people. And so that means that because people aren't simultaneously often seeing me with a male and a female partner, then it's hard for someone to kind of know that I'm bisexual based on my partner. And that's kind of how a lot of people are very um, open about their sexuality. It's based on, you know, the partner that they're with, that they're bringing to things. And so I think that's why it's a little more complicated with bisexuality. People have to kind of go out of their way to let people know that they're bisexual. And that's something that is kind of considered weird or... um strange to do in our society to say, oh, hey, just so you know, let me tell you what my sexual orientation is.
0: Right. People automatically assume that you're interested in them if you start talking about your sexual orientation with them. I guess that's especially doubly true for bisexuals, right? Anyone that you share that piece with will think that, oh, they're telling me because I'm part of that pool. There you go. See? Yeah. Uh, And I I think another issue that we see with invisibility and bisexual communities is that um, pretty much every part of our society is set up to help people with heterosexual relationships. Um, So if you are equally attracted to people of both sexes, everything in the whole world, everything in our society is going to make one of those paths really easy. And it's going to make one of those paths really hard. That's what she said.
1: Um, (laughs) What do you mean?
0: Uh, so like, so you're a woman, right? And when you're dating a man, uh, everything in society says, this is great. Get married, buy a house, have a family, like all of those kind of norms. Um, the things that your parents thought you would do when you were a kid, when you grow up, those hopes and dreams of your families and your churches and your schools, all of that says it props up that relationship you would have, you would have with a man, um, But if you were dating another woman, um, a lot of the time you run into barriers, right, Uh, across, especially in the United States right now, there's lots of barriers that uh, people who are in same-sex relationship couples face that their heterosexual counterparts don't. So if you have both of those options available to you, I think a lot of times people who are bisexual end up in heterosexual relationships because it's a smoother, easier path. And if you can be happy with someone of either sex, And that's really what bisexuality is. It doesn't mean that you want sex with people from both sexes. It means that you could be, that you are happy with someone of either. So you could be with a man, you could be with a woman. And most of the time, society makes it so that there's a bath. I'm not saying all bisexuals end up that way, but it it helps us try to, it helps us understand why we don't hear about it very much. And most of the time when we hear bisexuals talking about bisexuality, they're with someone of the other sex.
1: Yeah, I think... Part of that is true, Um, but I also think that, you know, I think your argument doesn't really, um, it's not that tight because that, I think that that would kind of be like ignoring your sexual orientation if you would say, well, I'm kind of like pushing down my feeling for women because it's easier to date men. And I, I don't think that that's what people that are, Bisexual do Um, So I think That and I'm not
0: saying it's pushing down The feeling I'm just saying that if that feeling is Equally available then you're probably, like, overall, are you going to want to constantly have challenges put in your way? Or is it sometimes easier if you're still happy with some of the other sex to stay with them? All right, and I'm speaking very much in generalities. So I'm not talking about specific examples. Um, but even if we think of famous people who have come out as bisexual over the years, almost all of them have ended up with other sex partners, mm. right? Like, I don't, most of them, not all, but... Um, even in the high-profile cases that we do see, most of the time they end up in One Direction. And, and right, I'm just
1: One theorizing, direction.
0: just talking about it. Um,
1: they they end up in a band. In a band. One Direction. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, ugh. at least you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So what else? I mean, so I think we've covered. Like It is legit, it is real People are bisexual, they have Attractions to people of both sexes uh, They can be happy with Someone of just one They don't need to be with people Of both, um, they're not Promiscuous, I hate that word promiscuous Too, so they're not likely to have Sex with more partners or anything else
1: Yeah, I think that um, Bisexuality though also Can be very Different uh, Based on the person, so Because we talk about sexuality as a continuum, um, and we have kind of completely heterosexual at one end and completely homosexual at the other end, bisexuality really is a lot of points within that. And so we're actually kind of lumping maybe like four sexualities into bisexuality, so somebody could be mostly attracted to females and a little bit to males for example or vice versa Um, so I think that that's another complicated part of bisexuality that there's actually a lot more probably range within it and um, sometimes people are more emotionally attracted to one gender and more physically attracted to another gender Um, so I think really understanding what bisexuality means to a specific person that identifies in that way is really important as well. And knowing kind of, um, doesn't mean they're totally equally happy with one partner or the other, or maybe in their kind of partner life, they like a specific gender always. Um, so it can really be a range of, um, feelings and attachments and behaviors within that as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the more that we look at sexual orientations, the more that we find everybody has almost a unique one, like your own sexual orientation and that the categories that we've created, gay, straight, bi, um, really are just sort of a tool to lump a bunch of people who have kind of similar views together. But if we really look at individuals, it's very different across the board. I like how you talked about emotional preference versus physical preference. Um, Right. Like if you think about it, uh, a lot of women's best friends and the people that they share their emotions with um, are other women, but then they're sexually attracted to Men, right? So we have different kinds of preferences that we build up um, in our relationships.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um so I think that puts us at the period.
0: Uh, so well, do you have do you
1: do you have the period for us today? Do you have a joke for us?
0: So I don't really like to tell jokes about bisexuals. Why not? They can go both ways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you like what our jokes Like completely undermine our whole Podcast <laughs> no. that we just talked about
0: <laughs> oh, Sorry everybody <laughs> So if you have good jokes you should Send them to us and we can maybe include them Into our period or if you have calls to action, Anything else we, we'd be happy to Bring you into our conversation As we're talking um, So if you want to get in touch with us you can Email us at thesexwrap At gmail.com you can call us at four one three, I wrap it. That's wrap with a W. You can Instagram us, Facebook, and tweet us at the Sex Wrap. Once again, it's the Sex Wrap with a W, like wrap it up. But whatever you do, just make sure you wrap us.
1: Thanks, guys. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too of. Af- pod
0: a sonic universe